Welcome in to another episode of a Cali Green Monster show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you here from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It is a feel-good Friday, April 16th, 2021, and I've got an excellent show here lined up for you. Tomorrow, we've got a lot of combat sports going on, leading off with the big Ben Askren, Jake Paul pay-per-view. That'll be going on tomorrow afternoon, so looking forward to that. And also maybe sharing what I've read an article like right before I started recording this. I was getting my little cappuccino or my little latte out of the, the little coffee machine in my work lobby. And there was an article talking about Jake Paul's dedication to boxing. And the claim he made made me laugh out loud, and I couldn't stop laughing. And I laughed while I grabbed my latte and walked outside the office. And people were probably like, who the fuck? is this guy at seven in the morning laughing like the joker thank god there's not too many people here at the building that could see that but uh you know i'll talk about that later in the show and then after the ben Askren jake paul fight once that's done the ufc has a fight night card going on it's gonna be headlined by a big middleweight matchup between kevin gastelum and robert whitaker so i'm gonna be talking about that as well but before I talk about any of that stuff, we've got to talk about some of the most important combat sports or something in the realm of combat sports. And yes, I am talking about professional wrestling coming from WWE. There was a big announcement today that their, you know, WrestleMania happened this past weekend. And the Raw and SmackDown post-WrestleMania usually involves shakeups, where whether it be debuting talent... Um, maybe a crazy title switch or just a facelift of the shows. And SmackDown's going to be getting a facelift in the form of a new announcer joining the broadcast booth. So originally it was Corey Graves and Michael Cole, and Corey Graves got moved over to Raw. So he'll be joining Byron Saxton over on Raw. But who's going to be replacing Corey Graves, I like had like a brain fart for a second. I was like, wait, who and what am I talking about right now? (laughs) Who's replacing Corey Graves on the SmackDown announce team? But none other, none other than Mr. Pat McAfee himself. You know, I'm a big fan of the Pat McAfee show. I will watch and listen to it almost every single day on YouTube. I think it also is broadcast on Sirius Satellite on Mad Dog Radio. Think there's there's a free plug for you, Pat McAfee show. You're welcome. But uh, you know, I'm pretty stoked. He's done work for the WWE in the past, and you know, really great work in the WWE in the past. So he originally worked in NXT on and off since 2018. He filled in for a SmackDown. He so he's done. He has joined the SmackDown announce booth before. That was back in November of 2019, and that's when. The WWE was trying to come back from Saudi Arabia and the crown jewel. And apparently their plane, it was either one of two things. It was either their plane had issues, like not being able to leave. Or there was some issue with the Saudi government not letting them leave. So, you know, that might be more of a conspiracy. But long story short, they called in Pat McAfee. And I think on like five or six hours notice, he flew in and was the, you know, one of the the color announcers for SmackDown. And there's a pretty cool video that they'll play on Pat McAfee's show during their little commercials. You know, during his show, they play commercials of just like, you know, videos they've made over the past couple of years. And one of them is him getting the call from Triple H to come in and fill in as SmackDown announcer so it's pretty sick so he definitely has experience doing that and he also had a lot of you know experience with 
WWE over the second half of 2020. It all started when Adam Cole came onto his radio show, I think at like the end of July, and they had basically kind of a worked shoot. And what a worked shoot is, is they made it, you know, it's basically a storyline that looks completely real. Like anyone that's not in the wrestling business or doesn't know what's going on, it looks like real. So if you're watching it and, but if you're familiar with wrestling or like in the no quote unquote, you know that it's just building a wrestling angle and basically Adam Cole is someone that has had beef, you know, with NXT, you know, ever since Pat McAfee started working with NXT back in 2018, you know, they just, there's, there are always segments where they're just like, Adam Cole can't stand Pat McAfee, you know, Mac, Pat McAfee is definitely a good antagonist and he's a good shit stir. That's one of the best things that he's good at. And, you know, they do, they have, they, they very, they're very well at playing off each other, and it culminated into you know Adam Cole coming on to Pat McAfee's show, and of course after you know a couple minutes of Pat McAfee you know just kind of stirring the shit a bit, you know Adam Cole got pissed off, you know stormed off the set. It was pretty good fucking TV or pretty good YouTube. I don't know what you call it since it's not on TV, but whatever it was, it was fucking A plus content. I immediately send it to my brother. It was good. Led up to a match at NXT TakeOver. I think it was NXT TakeOver 30 in Boston. So they had an awesome match. I think a lot of people tout Pat McAfee is one of the best, if not the best, uh, non-wrestler or like someone from outside of wrestling to come in and do a match. You know, he did a senton bomb. You know, he showed that, you know, punters are athletes. So it was definitely a good look for the brand. And, you know, it wasn't just the match with Adam Cole. He eventually came back with his Kings of NXT run. And that's when he teamed up with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch and Pete Dunne. And they had a War Games match with Undisputed Era. And I mean, dude, Pat McAfee came off the top of a cage at some point. So, you know, Pat McAfee is someone that just showed that like he's not just a wrestling fan and someone that thinks he's above the wrestlers or above the business. He's someone that has put in the work. He has a, a wrestling ring either at his house or at where he films his studio or, uh, I mean, his podcast or I think in his, like, in his barn or something like that. But he has a ring. If you want to see uh, an excellent, you know, indie-filmed wrestling match, go check out Office Championship Wrestling. Jesus shows up. The devil's fighting for the Pat McAfee Studios souls. So it's it's great stuff. Great wrestling. Pat McAfee joining SmackDown, I think, makes SmackDown must-watch TV. I haven't been watching Raw SmackDown for a good couple of years now, but I think with Pat McAfee joining the announce booth, I will probably be turning on SmackDown. It's on it's on Fox on Fridays at 8 o'clock. So, you know, if you're looking to be entertained with some wrestling in a good announce booth, you know, Pat McAfee is definitely going to be bringing it. I think him being paired with Michael Cole, take it or leave it with Michael Cole. But, you know, I think he's definitely the most experienced and arguably one of the best announcers, whether you think he's cheesy or just a, a Vince McMahon lackey or whatever but that's one thing i don't think pac mcafee will be is a, a vince mcmahon lackey so that's why i think it's kind of interesting that they brought him in because he's someone that definitely doesn't have a filter and wwe is a, a company that's known for liking to you know even though these employees are considered contract workers they definitely like to tug the leash a bit on what they're allowed what they can and cannot do so you know it'll be interesting to see how this uh partnership works out 
Now let's talk about Ben Askren and Jake Paul. Tomorrow night is the big night. I feel like I've been talking about this fight on and off since this podcast has been a thing. I remember this fight was first announced. I think it was the day that, you know, it was the one year of Kobe Bryant's passing. Because I remember that day I was going to come in and just talk about Kobe Bryant and kind of like my reflecting on that, you know, on the day that he passed. And there was the announcement that this fight was going to happen. And I recorded a second episode, you know, separate from the Kobe Bryant tribute. I felt like I couldn't do Kobe Bryant tribute. And, oh, hey, also Ben Askren's fighting this YouTuber. So... You know, I filmed the second episode talking about this fight. I've been super stoked for this fight. I've been talking about kind of like all the little buildup. I've been talking about the press conference that they had. Hopefully the the trash truck that's driving by hasn't been too loud. You know, hopefully the Tesla studio has done a good job of muffling out the sound. But about the fight, you know, we've been talking about this now for it's about almost three months since it's been announced and it's finally here. So it's going to be tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific time. That's when like the event starts and they're not supposed to hit the ring till 6 p.m. So it's going to be, you know, a nice long event. I think they got a couple fights lined up just to, you know, kind of wet our whistle before the main event. I think Frank Mir is going to be making his professional boxing debut. So that'll be kind of cool to see his big ass get in the ring and box. I don't know how that's going to work workout since he was you know mainly a jujitsu guy but you know years of MMA I'm sure he's he knows his way with the boxing gloves on so that'll be cool to watch and you know you might be thinking I don't want to watch three hours of shitty ass boxing before I watch like Ben Askren and Jake Paul get after it but they've thought about that they're made sure that you know it's not just shitty boxing they've got Justin Bieber they've got Doja Cat they've got Snoop Dogg because of course Snoop Dogg's there he's everywhere there's gonna they're gonna be all performing I think they've got a few other performers uh, that I didn't bother looking up because I figured you know I barely know what a Doja Cat is definitely know what a Snoop Dogg is and you know who doesn't know what just who Justin Bieber is but you know I figure you know I if if any of the other people were worth knowing, I think they would have been in the uh, the headline or the the article that I was reading. So the fight's going to be taking place at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. And even though they're going to be in this huge-ass stadium, apparently there's only going to be 100 people that are actually in attendance. They gave out 100 lucky quote-unquote golden tickets to for people to be live fans so it's definitely going to be a huge stadium for only a hundred people I mean that's going to be a lot of gate revenue that they're going to be missing out on especially since I think in Atlanta Georgia that they are allowing people to attend live events or at least in some capacity so you know I hope I think they're definitely trying to make more money on the pay-per-view but I imagine having Justin Bieber and all these performers there and you know I'm sure Snoop Dogg isn't cheap they you know they must be expecting to make a lot of money on pay-per-view but you know they probably are I mean shit I've never bought a pay-per-view on the fight app or you know or any of these like other kind of gimmick pay-per-views. Like I didn't watch any of the Logan Paul pay-per-views, but hey, they got me checking out. So, and I think a lot of the MMA community is definitely curious about this. So, shit, they might make a huge pay-per-view and that's why they didn't even bother with the live gate and they're doing this, you know, 100 golden tickets gimmick. 
So, you know, it's, as I mentioned, it's on the Fight app. I've never used it before, so I'm going to have to download the Fight app to my PlayStation. And it's going to be $49.99, so an even 50 bucks for this pay-per-view. So it's cheaper than a UFC pay-per-view, but, you know, it's still, uh, still a pretty penny to watch this. So, you know, but I think it's going to be worth it. You know, you can... You know, if you've got a, a girlfriend at home or someone that's not interested in fighting, you can at least try to appeal to them by being like, hey, like, go check out the Beebs or the D-O-double-G. They'll be performing, and hey, you might get to see this YouTuber get his ass kicked. Or see this YouTuber show that he's actually, you know, turned out that his commitment to boxing and that his, his boxing skills has translated to, you know, being a legit dude that could beat up a legit fighter. So, you know... I feel like a lot of the one of the, the big talking points going into this is a lot of people just calling Jake Paul a YouTuber. You know, I've kind of gone on and said that as well because sure he has two professional fights, and I'm saying quote professional fights because I don't know if those fighters that he fought can they can't be considered professional fighters, especially his last one with Nate Robinson. It's like a professional boxer, yes, but a professional fighter, no. So. You know, a lot of people are kind of like, you know, I feel like it's, you know, a lot of Jake Paul's team and like, you know, the people in his circle trying to be like, oh, no, Jake's like he, he's he's taking the step up. Like his brother is like kind of being like, oh, he's on the next level. Like now he's I would consider him a boxer. Like after all these years of training, like he's definitely taking that next step up. So, you know, there's a lot of like, you know talk about his commitment to boxing at the beginning of the show I was talking about I read an article that like was talking about you know Jake Paul's quoted about like his commitment to boxing and just he made a ridiculous statement that just kind of made me laugh out loud and you know I because I doubt it but you know he was basically saying that you know boxing is such a dangerous sport and he's so dedicated to it that you know he's already had a brain scan and he's showing early signs of CTE and I mean like I feel like if he's showing early signs of CTE, I don't know if it's necessarily from boxing. Like, I mean, he's only had, what, like, two professional fights. So unless he's having, like, crazy, like, epic sparring sessions where he's just getting blasted in the head and stuff, I don't know if he'd necessarily be showing early signs of CTE. And the thing is, if he's showing early signs of CTE, it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I just love this sport so much. So it's like, but, dude, if you're showing early signs of CTE and you're 24 years old, it's like, bro like this isn't for you and like you obviously must not be that great of a boxer because you know you, you didn't get beat up in your professional fights so that means you must be getting beat up in the gym like even i was reading an article with one of his sparring partners that said that he only got paid half of what he was supposed to get and he's like i don't blame it because i wouldn't want to pay someone who came into my gym and kicked my ass and he was claiming that like jake paul isn't much of a fighter he seemed more of like a rich kid who's like looking for an adventure you know looking for the thrill of it because i guess what he said is that when he was sparring he like got jake paul in the nose or made his nose bloody and that for the rest of the fight or the rest of the time they were sparring that jake paul was just circling and wasn't really trying to like engage and get in, get in his face kind of like what you'd expect someone who's you know kind of a brawler or more of a fighter to do so I don't know if this is necessarily a story from someone who's bitter that didn't feel like he got paid what he deserved or if this is an indication that maybe Jake Paul you know might not be as ruthless as he's trying to come off as especially when he's in the ring with someone who actually knows how to fight because you know whether Ben Askren whether he's going to be slowed by his hip surgery that he's had in the past year or whether he's not as great of a boxer since he's more of a wrestler at the end of the day he's someone that has been thrown in the fire you know at high level wrestling you know he's a you know 
been wrestling at the national level since I think he was 17 or 18 that he claims, you know, national champion wrestler, Olympic wrestler. It's like, you know, world champion and multiple MMA promotions. So he, you know, in, in all those endeavors that he's done, he's faced moments where things weren't going a hundred percent and had to work his way through it. And I think that that's like, it's, it's so valuable it's you know it's something that you can only get through experience and I don't think Jake Paul has that I'm going to be curious to see you know if this fight does get past you know the first or second round how Jake Paul's going to handle it because I think the only way that Jake Paul wins this fight is that if he can come out aggressive and and knock Ben Askren out because you know I'm anticipating that Ben Askren is going to be able to survive the storm, be able to make it dirty, and make this fight go into the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. And like you know, once you're into those waters, you know, try punching a punching bag for you know ten minutes. Like you're going to be tired as fuck. Like it, boxing is extremely tiring. And you know they're they're doing an eight round matchup. And Ben Askren is someone who's not going to get tired. You know, he's one of those dudes that, like, he's a fucking athlete. You know, he's been wrestling his whole life. And even though you look at his body and it looks jalopy and it's not, like, chiseled from stone, this is a dude that's not going to get tired. And he knows how to implement a game plan. And I think he knows how to take a punch. I mean, you know, just watch him against Robbie Lawler. Like, he got dumped on his fucking head. And he found a way to get his shit together and choke out Robbie Lawler. At least, you know, put him in a choke that made the fight stop, you know. So I don't know who, on what on whose side you are with the Ben Askren and, and Robbie Lawler one. We can talk about that another time. But, you know, for my prediction for the fight, I think Ben Askren is going to, you know, survive the early storm that Jake Paul's probably going to try to bring to him, bring this fight into late waters and finish him off. You know, I think that his experience just as a, a wrestler and an MMA is going to pay dividends going into this boxing match and you know i think jake paul's gonna realize that you know this was fun this is a fun little chapter in his life but you know he'll move on from boxing and stop trying to call out people like you know nate diaz and conor mcgregor people that would legitimately hurt him really bad in the ring and uh you know but then again i think people maybe are hoping that he'd 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 talk himself into one of those fights where he would legitimately get his ass kicked and you know definitely regret going into the ring and you know maybe go back with his tail between his legs back to youtube so you know and if you're done with that fight on saturday and you're still hankering for, for some more combat and blood sport and stuff ufc has a fight night card headlined by a pretty big matchup in the 185 pound division it's robert whitaker versus kelvin gastelum this was originally supposed to be headlined by robert whitaker and paulo costa but paulo costa had to dip out of the fight he got hurt i believe or i don't know if it was undisclosed reasons or if he was hurt but he's not in the fight long story short and gastelum is in so you know Whitaker he's riding a two fight win streak he has wins over Darren Till and Jared Cannonier and you know so it was a nice rebound after you know losing the title to Israel Adesanya and Gastelum in his last fight he snapped a three fight win or losing streak by beating Ian Heinish so you know Gastelum is someone who's been you know a contender in the 170 and 185 pound division over this past decade and you know he's he's definitely a dangerous dude I think that if Whitaker can win this fight, 
he's definitely in line for a title shot. You know, I know that Marvin Vittori is another guy that's kind of lining for a title shot, but I think if Robert Whitaker can win this fight in exciting fashion, you know, I think that he'll definitely probably get the nod over Vittori, whose performance over Derek Holland or Kevin Holland, I was like, I think I mixed Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland together. His win over Holland wasn't, you know, the most exciting thing. So I think if Robert Whitaker can pull off an exciting win over Gaslam, then we might see that rematch. You know, if Gaslam can pull off a win here, I mean, that guy's tough as shit. And, you know, he's had a war with Israel Adesanya a few years back. So if he can beat Whitaker and make it look, you know, impressive, he might be in line for a title shot with Adesanya. You know, people, I would definitely like to see that rematch, especially after watching the first one. So, you know, if I have to give my prediction here, I think Whitaker's going to do it. I think he's got the height. I think he's got the reach. He's just, you know, a badass dude on his feet, you know, and I think he's one of the best dudes at 185. The only person that I've seen, you know, get the best of him is Adesanya. So I would like to see if, you know, getting back in the ring with Adesanya, if Whitaker, you know, because he didn't look like, I, he just didn't seem the same confident self when he fought Adesanya that first time. So I would, I would like to see if in a rematch, if he'd be more of the Robert Whitaker expect or, or not expect, but have seen in the past, or maybe Adesanya just has his number. So, but I just think that, you know, he's got the height, he's got the reach, and, you know, Gastelum, one of his biggest assets is he's a really good wrestler, but, you know, Whitaker has fought, um, what's his name, Yoel Romero on two separate occasions, and that dude's an Olympic wrestler, he had epic wars with that dude, and he was able to handle him, so, you know, I don't think that wrestling will be an issue for Robert Whitaker, I'm expecting that to be a badass fight, a must-watch fight, so I definitely think if, you know, you're not interested in watching the rest of the UFC card, at least try to find the main event, because I think it's going to be worth watching, you know, in the co-main event, you got Jeremy Stevens, he's fighting Drucker Close, and then Andre Arlovsky, I think this is his 35th UFC fight so Andre Arlovsky man he's been around since I started watching UFC and he's still fucking going so you know hats off to you man good luck in your fight this weekend you know so lots going on this weekend lots to watch you know Smackdown on Friday night Ben Askren Jake Paul Saturday afternoon and UFC on Saturday evening look forward to watching all those and talking about it on Monday but until then, I hope you guys have an excellent Friday. I hope you all have a kick-ass weekend. Fuck yeah, you know. I appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen to the show. You know, take not just listen to the show, download the show. So if you enjoyed what you listened to today, be a friend, tell a friend. If not, you know, you just move on, mosey on out of here and just pretend you never listened to the show. So until next time. I've been Dean Ryan. This has been a Cali Green Monster Show coming to you out of the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Have a great one, guys. Peace.